Please listen carefully. Welcome to the Rick and Dodd Show. Two dudes, a podcast, and some laughs. Prepare to be underwhelmed. And away we go. We uh, are now up to date with all of the episodes gone live um, that, we, that we had recorded uh, the past couple of weeks. Um, so that was good. That's a start. Um, so, I mean, we're recording tonight with nothing, quote-unquote, in the can. So uh, I've got that little uh, uh, sack of weight off my back, which is which is nice. Um, but uh, <laughs> less or not, and again, due to how uh, how much crap I've got going on inside my head, um, I'm forgetting what day it is because today is actually Tuesday, um, and not Monday because I was almost going to say last night, uh, but it was actually two nights ago. Uh, we did Money in the Bank, um, that was out here at uh, at Chicago, the latest WWE pay per view. Um, so I was planning to talk about that, but is there uh, anything you wanted to uh, jump into before I? detailed our uh interesting experience there um i'm trying to think if there's anything um i mean outside of you know anthony bourdain's passing but i don't think we got a chance to talk about that uh yeah i uh, don't believe we did just based on how the recordings lined up because i think the last time we recorded yeah. was the day after uh, Kate Spade's passing, and he mm-hmm. then passed that Friday, um, yeah. which was two days after. So yeah, um, that's that's spurred me on to watching, um, or at least shifting the uh, the default background noise that I have uh, on at uh, whenever I'm doing something from Impractical Joker, since that's on pretty much 24 hours a day, um, uh, to. Uh, his uh, show on Netflix where I've seen bits and pieces here and there. I've seen a lot of them when I'm in airports and all mm-hmm. the airport TVs are tuned to CNN. Um, but uh, I've started rewatching those and just uh, kind of understanding uh, like his point of view a little bit more um, mm-hmm. or aligning with it just based off of a lot of my inspiration for travel is very much the same as his. Um, and it, it sucks that that he's gone um but the fact that we you know had two uh two celebrities that we lost so close um together uh to uh suicide uh and then it being something where it at least brought some more uh light to to the problem and and to the discussion so uh you know a really shitty silver lining in that cloud his show's always killer um he has one he has one where it's um or it's parts unknown and then it's like it's like the layover or something mm-hmm. <clears throat> excuse me is what it's called and um that one's fantastic um that one's really good i think i've watched all of that one but yeah total uh total bummer um <clears throat> you know and uh i mean you know, uh, depression is, you know, one hell of a, uh, was one hell of a thing to battle with. So, um, you know, that's pretty much, I, 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 like, I enjoyed a lot of his stuff. Um, and it was really interesting because, uh, his inner, uh, his inner writer showed a lot, uh, especially in, um, in, uh, parts unknown. Um, where it really felt like he wrote all of like his own voiceover and all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
It's, it's a shame. Uh, big, big bummer. Um, yeah, there was. I mean, there's pretty much just that, and I think E3 because we didn't get a chance to talk about that. Um, or did we? Did we not? I can't remember. That uh, was E3 no, was, that was that was last weekend. Okay. Um, and then there was too much going on last week for, at least for me to record. So we had skipped that. So that's, if there's anything on there, I I didn't see too much that had come out of that for, at least from my channels, but I didn't dig too deep. So I wasn't sure if you saw anything. Yeah, no, um, E3 was weird this year. Um, I wish that it was a little better. Um, I didn't, I wasn't really hyped for anything. Um, and all of the conferences just kind of felt like meh. Um, it was such a bummer where last year we had such a fantastic year of gaming. And then um, in an in a E3 that got you excited. And then this year, this E3 didn't do a lot of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see one clip that was that was good. Um uh, I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, that was, uh, I believe, the the Bethesda um, speaker, whoever was presenting for Bethesda, um, yes. who basically said in our uh, uh, our never ending quest to bring the message of fuck Nazis to every platform possible. Uh, and that was a <laughs> that was a little clip uh, that made its rounds on Twitter, and I I, it, it, I uh, saw and laughed and chuckled at that. So I'll, I'll link to that one. Yes, um, the I think the. Um, of course, with that, there was uh, a Skyrim for Alexa that was announced. Okay. Um, you know, um, I haven't actually tried that out yet. Um, I saw some of the discussion of that in one of our other chats, um, uh, in one of my other <laughs> Facebook group chats, uh, and I only saw some of it in passing, but I didn't really uh, pay attention to it, so it wasn't anything that I gave much credit to, but... Uh, the fact that it yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Um, so there's that. And then, um, yeah, overall it all just, the whole, con- the whole conference just felt meh. Um, Nintendo was, is those who have listened to this podcast. know I, I, I tend to be a pretty big Nintendo fan. Um, I, this, their press conference was super, or their Nintendo direct was really disappointing. Um, and kind of a bummer. Excuse me. Um, it, they Nintendo doesn't always do a great job of getting you hyped. Um, but this Nintendo Direct was pretty rough. Uh, mm-hmm. Sony, Sony, just more of the same shit. Different day with Sony, it felt like with a lot of the stuff they highlighted. Um. And Xbox, I just didn't care. I don't own one. I, I don't get hyped for it. And honestly, there's so little exclusives coming to the Xbox mm-hmm. that I'm not going to celebrate cross-platform games. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to celebrate the fact that it's like, oh, great, Kingdom Hearts 3 has come to the Xbox One. I'm like, well, it fucking should. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know... <laughs> But that was pretty much it for uh, E3. Uh, yeah, 
Yeah, there wasn't much that I saw that, I mean, years past, there's been late-breaking stuff, or, like, I, I think, like, Last of Us was announced there, like, along, or whenever it was announced, and so, I mean, there was, there's was there been a bunch of stuff, but then it was also kind of just, like, it came and went. Like, I saw some stuff on Twitter, some things on Instagram of people saying, like, they were there, or they were going to be... Um, uh, like streaming about it on on Twitch and everything, but then like everything that came out was um, just seemed like it was you know underwhelming. It, it was very, it was actually very underwhelming, um, and actually that's one of the things that made it really disappointing was the fact it was so underwhelming across everything. Like nothing felt. It all just generally felt awkward. Um, for Bethesda, I'm never, you know, I haven't played, uh, Bethesda, like, with Bethesda's conference, I guess arguably it was probably the best conference, and I don't play any of Bethesda's games like that. Mm-hmm. As I say that with a copy of Wolfenstein 2 in the, in the new uh, PS4. Okay. In the, well, no, I just, dude, I was going to get it for the Switch. I've been holding out for so long. If it, if it came out on Halloween like it was supposed to, Instead of getting delayed eight months, well, and that's because that's the, the other first thing for me is like for... at E three, yeah. like they have all these announcements, and then the big thing, and then it's like, yeah, eventually, when is this shit ever going to hit? Like, uh, eventually, just like uh, tell me, um, like tell me when it's there, or like it, give me like a heads up in a couple months out, as opposed to like pushing stuff off and off and off and off and off. Like I, I got turned off by like a lot of the big name announcements when they had mm-hmm. like the the one year at E three, they had like a, a super big announcement for like all of the follow-ups to Final Fantasy VII where it was like Crisis Core and all the other different ones. And then like half of the games that they talked about there never made it to the light of day. So it's just like, yeah, like I'm always uh, uh, like I'll, I'll see it when it's there type thing. Well, so it was supposed to like it, it came out earlier in the year for other systems. Um, it came out, I think, around January last year or or something like that. And um it had been out, and then they announced it for the Switch that it was coming out in October on Halloween. So my Halloween was going to be me fucking shooting up Nazis and handing out Halloween candy, mm-hmm. <clears throat> which felt like a pretty good night to me. Uh, instead, like a month before, they like low key pushed the date and didn't have it. They didn't. They basically pulled the date that they had given. Uh, and then when I went to buy the, because I don't know if I mentioned, like uh, I ended up picking up a new PS4. I know um, you didn't mention that. Yeah, well, I, I traded. I, I paid nothing for it. Um, I traded my PS4. Uh, GameStop had done it was doing a trade bonus bump. Where if you traded in an original PS3 towards getting a PS4, they give you like 80 bucks for it. Oh, okay. So I had a coupon traded towards that and traded like two games and uh, picked up like a new controller and a terabyte, limited edition terabyte system for $9 out of pocket. That's good. So, <clears throat> and we were sitting there and I asked them, well, I was like sitting there and I was looking at the pre-orders and I was like, oh, Wolfenstein 2 is, you know, comes out, I guess, like in a week. For the Switch, and because at this point the game's almost two years old, uh-huh. and it's been pushed, and they're like, "Oh, it's still releasing at sixty, but you can buy it on the PS4 for like twenty bucks." And I'm like, "Well, I'll just fucking get it on the PS4." Like, be- I mean, I didn't want to, but the difference of forty bucks is huge. You know, it that game shouldn't have released at the full, you know, sixty yeah. bucks. It's the same thing, you know, <laughs> but. 
so I've been playing through that a little bit, and that's fun. That game is hard. Um, I'm actually at the point where I think this game is kind of losing its steam um, for me, which is something I have a lot of issue with with a lot of modern games. Is they kind of it's just you chug along, and then it gets to a point, and you're like, ugh. So, uh, but I mean, that's the way I've been with most games. So that's uh, that uh, yeah. doesn't really surprise me that much, though. Yeah, it it like I was kind of hoping that like I'd put I feel like I'd put so much time into it. And then I feel like I just got to the halfway point, and then I was just like, "This is stupid." That's I mean, that's the way I've been with Final Fantasy 15. Like I've I've played like every Final Fantasy game that wasn't an online one since Final Fantasy 7, um, and then it just ended up being like for Final Fantasy 15, I just had so much time into it, but then it was just like, hmm, like this just isn't worth it for me anymore. Like I, if I like I'd love to go back and jump back into it, but it was just something where I just really didn't care. Um, and like it's like that part now where like i really don't have the desire itch to jump back into it so we'll see yeah yeah <clears throat> but that's i mean pretty, pretty much it as a good segue um they announced the cover athlete or excuse me cover superstar for wwe uh, 2k19 and it's gonna be uh, a good old southern boy uh aj styles yep the phenomenal one i did see that Yep, so I'm uh, kind of excited about that. It means I'll probably have to go get a copy. Have you been following wrestling? Speaking of I know we're, we're going to talk about um, Money in the Bank here. Uh, so I watched Raw for the first time in like four months. Last night? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what the hell is – what is Baron Corbin's character? Um, so that's just something uh, as of last week, um, which uh, I don't know. Like he just showed up. Um, like that, um, <laughs> no real introduction. Um, he just, it, it's kind of, um, you, you know, like in the corporate world, there's the saying like dress for the job you want, not the job you have. Um, so for, you know, X amount of time, he's been wearing, uh, leather pants and having way too long, scraggly, balding, long hair, um, that made it look like he was just kind of growing something on his head um so last week he just shows up in a you know uh sherlock holmes era vest uh with a clean shaven head um and like the graphic comes up on the screen where he's now the constable um or the constable baron corbin um and says that basically like stephanie has appointed him her uh mouthpiece or vanguard or, or something um in her stead uh so that now like that's uh he will be uh kurt's interface to her uh as the um commissioner and general manager etc um so i mean i was excited just because he had a haircut um and that's one of the things that amanda makes fun of mostly is just his haircut the entire time um and like I love his intro music, so it was kind of a uh, uh, a back and forth between the two of us, where uh, she would want to throw up every time he's on screen, and I felt like one of those uh, um, like hidden uh, or like uh, like uh, guilty guilty pleasures, where I, like I would want to hear his entrance music, but then I wouldn't give a shit about seeing him wrestle. Um, but now that his hair's cut, he actually looks somewhat decent. Um, and he's apparently wrestling in that full gear since that's what he was out in the match last night in his, you know, white frilly shirt with the, uh, with the, the, uh, the leather vest on top of it. Um, 
So uh, I don't know where they're going with it. Um, I don't know if it's something where they just need somebody else to play off of Kurt um, just because he is so interestingly unique on the mic. Um, Kurt is uh, where it seems like he's uh, still struggling for stuff and (laughs) going to explode from spontaneous human combustion. Um, But yeah, I I mean, it was just, there was like no intro. He just kind of showed up. And then like, as he's on screen, like they just keep calling the constable, the constable, the constable. And that's really all that there is. So that's all the backstory that I know of. Okay, great. So I wasn't completely lost. Uh, I mean, I, I I was completely lost, but now I know that it was justifiably uh, so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so the I, I did see the announcement um, of that uh, for for AJ Styles being the, the cover athlete for WWE 2K19, which again that may be something uh, that that I check out this year. I was tempted to, um, but then I looked at the reviews and they were still crappy. Um, but that also means now you can have another cutout um that is of an excellent superstar in your house <laughs> to continue the the trend um so that now it'll basically be like a gauntlet down the hallway uh that any uh intruder would have to would have to face uh, as they they come into the house <laughs> yes actually i was just thinking <laughs> that means i have to buy more christmas decorations rick yeah um <laughs> somebody who will look so grumpy with a santa hat on <laughs> yeah he'll probably be smiling in the cardboard cutout um no it's just i actually made that joke like how am i randomly gonna just find a uh uh find a uh what you would call it aj style gonna hop from gamestop to gamestop yep um so that'll uh that'll go into our uh little review of money in the bank from from sunday um this was the first live pay-per-view I've ever attended. Um, I know you had mentioned before you had missed out on one of them out in Greensboro. Was it? Um, no, that was, it was, uh, that was over the limit, which was a Raleigh. And okay. I was actually really pissed. I didn't go. Okay. Um, so that's what I, I was, you know, excited based on it being a, a pay-per-view. Um, so the excitement should have been a little bit more. Um, going to this one now it wasn't going to be zero degrees uh as it was when we went to smackdown uh the day after christmas um and i was worried the car wouldn't start when we got back outside of the arena um and there were two ladder matches um which i was very interested to see um and since i'd never seen a ladder match uh in person before um i was interested to see that and then see how amanda would react to it as well um so overall we had uh, an excellent night um there I mean, there really wasn't much that uh, we were disappointed about. Um, did you actually watch it? Uh, it was actually funny. Um, yes, I did watch it. Okay. Um, I almost didn't. Uh, but and then I I forgot that you were going, mm-hmm. and then I saw your 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 uh, picture that you had posted, and I was like, "That son of a bitch didn't tell me it was going." <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and then I was just sitting there, and I was like. I was like, man, he should have brought a Rick and Don show side. Uh, that, that would have been a good one. I, I should have because that's what we were talking about. Um, <laughs> we were we were talking about making a sign, but then we were like, oh, what the hell? Like, what sign would we make? Um, and then uh, I, I didn't even think of that one. So um, if we do end up going back uh, when Rawls out here in October, uh, we'll uh, we'll I'll, I'll make a Rick and Don show sign and take it then. <laughs> yes, and uh, yeah. So um, I did watch it. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like I watched it. I was there. I was present in front of the television eating pizza. But I let's see. So the, so I didn't watch any of the pre-show. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first match for me was. Oh, my God. Um, the formerly employed Big Cass. <laughs> oh, that's right. I just uh, I blocked that out of my brain because that match was that match was not good on television. How was it live? Uh, I mean, it was it was just like a thousand percent Daniel Bryan. Um, so I mean, we can just ignore the um, the uh, the pre-show chat because I I can't stand uh, the Bludgeon Brothers as a concept um, or the, the storylines <laughs> that, that they've got going now. Um, although one of the guys in the Bludgeon Brothers reminds me almost as a picture perfect copy of one of the guys that I play Magic without here. Um, so it, <laughs> it's just hilarious that every time I, I see them there. Um, so yeah, so uh, we had great seats. Uh, we were in the, the lower bowl. Uh, we were on an aisle, um, which will come to play in, in a little bit. Um, but as we were starting to, to kick things off, the people sitting next to us came in um, and sat down. Um, and the gentleman sitting directly to my left was in full, um, I want to say, like uh, like SummerSlam 89, or it may have been WrestleMania, um, like six or seven-ish era uh, Macho Man Randy Savage cosplay um, with full sparkly uh, sequined white cape and uh, Macho Man uh, sunglasses. So that was that was just a, an awesome uh, sight to have as, <laughs> as soon as the match was about to start. So, um, but yeah, so it was, it started off as Daniel Bryan versus Big Cass. Um, like the the cheers for Daniel Bryan were like, so over the top. Um, and then the heat cast was generating was like lukewarm. If that, um, <laughs> and so like, you could, you could like feel the people like actively not booing him. That's how like, that's how weird it was. Like there were some people that like were booing him. Cause he was like, he was playing it up. And when he was like mocking, like the, the yes stuff and everything, but like there were like, the feeling of people actively not booing him was so palpable. It was ridiculous. And that's there were times where like, I just like stopped and like looked around. And then when it like, like he would have like Daniel Bryan in the corner and people were just like, okay. And they'd stop and like talk and then like they do something and then pay attention again. So like, I I completely understand how that match went. Um, It's kind of surprising that they came to terms on his release today. Um, I mean, the way that was written, um, it sounds like, you know, he wasn't happy with storyline type stuff. So he probably requested it. Um, I mean, I read some stuff online where he kind of went off script a couple weeks ago. And so that kind of pissed off some people. Um, but it didn't, it didn't, it didn't sound like he was fired. It sounded like it was, you know, more of a, um, uh, a mutual separation on his part. Um, so, uh, or on both parts. Um, so that, that's an interesting one, but I'm glad that that's done with because, um, I, like we had talked about a couple weeks ago, like, uh, or a couple episodes ago. Um, like I, I would more than, more than, uh, happily you know just watch a daniel bryan match at every pay-per-view um but i don't want those to be against big Cass. so so I, i'm glad that that one's done there is a point in that match so i two things first i'm dying to do my macho man uh which which will most likely come later um and then uh the second is i the there was a point in that match 
where he like goes to get him in like a torture rack. Mm-hmm. And he's just like laxadaisically, he's got him up and he cast is just so gassed. Yep. And and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, buddy, it's the easiest thing you can do is fucking sell a torture rack, dude. Like, <laughs> just jump up and down. Like, you don't even have to jump up and down. Fucking just pop, flex your arms, dude. Like, yep, exactly. That's where it was like, he he went to throw him up there and it was just like, he. well, and that's where it was like, or it was the combination of him being so fucking overly baby oiled where like he couldn't hold on to him. So he was like slipping and sliding around his back and then it just didn't do anything. So yeah, so that was an interesting one. Um, and I, uh, I, the only mention of the uh, the pre-show match uh, that I, that I'll make um, is when I was scrolling uh, as part of uh, Big Cass's intro uh, on Twitter. Um, I found a Twitter account that I don't know if they do it for other matches, but they they definitely did it last night. Um, they uh, kind of tweet out the match results um, with like all of the action figures that are the people in the match, like playing out how the match ended. Um, so I found that was looking back over the course of the night. So that was pretty funny. So I'll link to that uh, in the, the show notes um, since that, that was a kind of a fun find. Um, so after Big Cass crawled back in, into the, the dressing room, um, the next match, um, which like, I, I mean, for the most part, like the, it was a good, um, it was a good energy, even though like, again, Cass sucked, but like it was Daniel Bryan, like everybody was in there putting him over all that stuff. Right. Um, it was the Sami Zayn Bobby Lashley match, um, which is just such an odd pairing. Um, and <laughs> it w- I was surprised at how <laughs> much the the crowd in person. I don't know how much it came across on TV. I'm sorry, you mentioned Bobby Lashley, and all I see is this dumb fucking dumb fucking shitty and ingredient gritty has on his face all the fucking time for this run where it's just like hi my name's bobby lashley that's pretty I much like- that's pretty much all, all they're, they're getting out of it um but I, I was surprised at how many people there were pro sammy um yeah where it, i mean it was and i understand not like again they're not actively avoiding chanting for Bobby. Like they were okay. Like with, with him pulling all the, the big stunts and everything. Um, but they were, they were very much pro, uh, pro Sammy, which was interesting. Um, so if there was ever a way to kind of kick off the, the card high, um, with a good Daniel Bryan match, the way to completely ruin that is to then have Sammy Zayn just run around outside of the ring for five minutes. Um, because I, I'm a little bit anal retentive. Um, and because I want to try to predict how the matches are going to end, I was timing each of them on my watch to see how long they were. Um, and so it was like a good, just three minutes of Sami Zayn. W- once the bell rang of just him avoiding Bobby Lashley, going outside the ring, running around all that stuff. I understand that's kind of how they have to do it to, to sell it. Um, but like, if these guys are working to, to put on a good match at a pay-per-view at one of the, now like the, the four plus one pay-per-view um, the second match of the night, they just had a good match um, with, you know, arguably one of like the, the most over superstars um, you want to follow it up with something decent. And this one was just blah. Like it was Sammy running around um, and then uh, Lashley doing the, um, the, 
power slam. Well, yeah, the well the delayed vertical suplexes is what they're calling them here, but it's essentially mm-hmm. Goldberg's jackhammer. Um, yeah. And uh, and so, I mean, eventually it was just like he caught up to him. They did that, and then it was over. So. It, there really wasn't much they could do. Like that was like how it had to end unless they wanted to keep this going, which thank God they don't. Um, so, you know, that's done, that's over with. And now Lashley's moving on to, uh, interact with the big dog, um, which will be interesting. (laughs) Is it, I just thought, is it bad to call him Blackberg? (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think I can say that, (laughs) but I was just sitting here thinking about it. It's like black Goldberg. Blackberg. I, I mean, yeah, that's exactly what he was doing was just a pure jackhammer. So that was all there was to it. So we'll, we'll see if he uh, ends up getting I, uh, the big dog in a jackhammer. And then on Monday, he got to do the spear. So, um, so the reason, okay. So I think part of the reason why there was so much of that, um, I don't know how much of the dirt sheets you've come across. Um, but apparently Sami Zayn's hurt. Okay. Um, and he was hurt before that match and he had been wrestling hurt for a bit. So they basically did that as like kind of like a way because he wasn't on Raw either. Um, so they're basically trying to see how injured he's going to be. Okay. And then um, so they kind of it makes sense for them to kind of squash Sammy, set him off, let him go get healed. And then. But at the same time, like, like if he's hurt, um, you know, three delayed vertical suplexes uh doesn't seem like the best way to figure to you know that that's not like a trip to the chiropractor um so i i, I mean there, there's a little bit more creative ways that uh wwe created yes. can figure out to to work their way out of that one so two things uh you're dealing with bobby lashley and wwe creative yeah i believe people i was reading uh i was reading on uh the subreddit um the live thread for SmackDown. And apparently people are basically saying, uh, Carmella cut the same exact promo that Alexa bliss cut the other night. So they're just like, maybe they're having Alexa bliss and Carmella both be champion at the same time, just so they can, uh, write the same material. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, well, you'll be, you'll be, yeah. If they get like, what is that? Sunny boy comes to be like a less, uh, Alaska. Jesus. Yeah. Alexa's uh, like uh, uh, valet, then yeah, <laughs> then it's probably true. Um, yeah, so, oh God. And then, so, did, oh my God, is that the way, like, so it went, if I remember, if I understand correctly, it went Daniel Bryan, big guys, verse, and then Bobby Lashley. That's my, that's my Bobby Lashley voice. And, and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and then Sami Zayn. And then did it go straight into Jinder and the big dog? No. Um, next it was match the women's was, ladder match, then Jinder. No, you're, you're skipping actually one of the better matches of the night um, in the Seth Rollins-Elias uh, match. Oh, oh, that, well, yeah, that was actually pretty good. Um, I'm just so... I'm just so ready to shit out of Roman. Yeah, uh, I, I, everybody <laughs> wants to. And oh, good. Thanks. Thanks for reminding me. I got to find that the, the screenshot I took earlier. Um, but that'll uh, I'll get that. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this one was a great one, um, especially being uh, local for it uh, to having a lot of folks. Um, there were so many uh, people uh, that I saw wearing the Iowa's own uh, Seth Rollins shirt um, because his wrestling school is a legit like 
two hour drive from Chicago. Um, and so every time we were, I, we had multiple trips back to where Amanda went to school in Des Moines, um, get canceled due to overlapping plans and other stuff. Um, but the, the next time we do go, um, I'm going to make a pit stop at the black and the brave wrestling since that's literally on the way, um, to, uh, to, to Iowa. Um, and so that's where, you know, he, he grew up right on the border between, um, Iowa and, uh, and Illinois. So it was a, a very much a, a pro Rollins crowd. Um, I haven't like, that was definitely, I would say the, like his entrance with burn it down was probably one of the biggest pops of the night. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so at least in, in the building. Um, and so, so that was a, a nice one. Um, I'm not a fan of Elias's mic work. Um, and I don't, <laughs> I don't care for his gimmick. Um, but, uh, I mean, he, they, uh, they, they put on an excellent match. Um, I, I forget, I wanted to make a mental note of it, but I forget what it was. Um, that, uh, Elias called them. I called Chicago wins. It was like something like a scumbag or something. Um, or like, uh, something scumbags. And then that was the chant that everybody started chanting. So it just kind of like backfired. Um, but, uh, it, it was good. Like they went back and forth. Uh, Rollins had a couple of big, uh, moves. Um, and then a couple of, of very big and kind of high risk, uh, dives to the outside, um, that they all went well. Um, and then Rollins was selling a leg injury, but then, uh, even, uh, Elias had a, a very big macho man-esque, uh, flying elbow drop, um, which everybody was, was pretty impressed with in the, in the building. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, that was, that was a great match. Um, I think that was probably one of the better ones of the night. Um, if it's definitely like top three. Um, mm-hmm. and so it was, I was happy to see, uh, you know, Rollins put on a, a good one that wasn't like a shitty one where, um, uh, what was it when the, the AJ Kevin match that we saw back at SmackDown in, in uh, December was just kind of a, a shit match um, because they didn't really wrestle. So I was glad that this was actually like a good wrestling match between the two of them and it, it went well. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say something really controversial. I think uh, you ready? Here it goes. Uh, I think Seth Rollins is actually just a good wrestler. Like I wasn't, I wasn't originally sold on Seth Rollins. Um, you know, because part of the issue is that, like, you know, any any indie any wrestler that you know cut their teeth on the independence always gets uh, hyped up by the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, low key for me, he was kind of you know I wasn't really feeling it. Um, I wasn't really feeling honestly. I wasn't really feeling the shield. Um, and he's really started to come into his own kind of, of character. And I really wish that they would just let him fucking be Seth Rollins. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like it's, I I don't need, I don't need baby face. I need what, what it seems like they really need is they really need to start instead of just having good guys and bad guys. They need the guys that are in between. Well, and Um, I think similarly, I don't, it's not necessarily, a controversial or I don't know if it's a hot take. Um, but it seems like he could be very much a CM punk character, but naturally, um, yep. where it seems like, again, it's just very much, um, you know, whether or not you're talking about CM punk being CM punk or being Phil Brooks or whatever, et cetera. Um, but like, <laughs> that's his, um, 
like that's the style that he exudes. Um, so it mm-hmm. seems like that's like the style of wrestling he could he could put on as well. Um, so yeah, I completely agree. Where it's just like um, just let it let him go. Uh, we're similar to one of the other gimmicks that's going on right now that's very popular um, on Raw is um, uh, the just sheer ridiculousness um, of uh, Matt Hardy. Um, and delete, delete, exactly. Delete. And so there was, I, I forget if it was a podcast or something I was reading or, or something I was watching on the network um, where they were talking about just the Hardy boys, I want to say in ring of honor. Um, and so it was basically like, all they really had to do was just give them a mic and they had a good solid 20 minutes out of them. Um, it, they didn't even have to script anything. It's just like, here, go have fun. Um and so to me, like, it seems like you're seeing that out of Matt Hardy now um, and where they're just, you know, this ridiculous concept that came out of nowhere and, you know, it's taking off. Um, and so I, I think that, you know, that potential is obviously very much there with uh, uh, with Seth Rollins, where no matter where they could take it or no matter what they could do, um, it would pretty much be something that would be successful uh, regardless. And he doesn't need to be in a stable to be successful and all of that stuff. Yeah, like I this is a thing too is I mean they're so close. If they weren't too busy um shoving the big dog in our yards. Mm-hmm. Uh and every time I hear that I just want to shoot myself. Uh, but on the bright side according to Bobby Lashley's promo Monday night, Roman Reigns can't beat Roman Reigns. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Roman Reigns doesn't have what it takes to be. You you could see the look of, oh, shit, on his face when he misspoke. Um, but then he just doubled down and kind of kept going. Um, and you could hear, you could hear like the crowd kind of pick up on that too, where it's like, we got you. We, you can still, you can keep going, but we know you fucked up. Roman Reigns doesn't have what it takes to beat Roman Reigns. Exactly. My name's Bobby Lashley. So, uh... <laughs> That man could just destroy me anytime. Oh, easily. <laughs> easily destroy me. You're like, I heard what you said on your podcast about me. So now he's Cleveland? <laughs> no, that's more, uh, eh, well, it depends. Um, but, yeah. yeah um, God, and then, yeah, so, like, I, I think they've got some really good wrestlers and some people that are insanely over, and I really wish they would just use them exactly properly. Like, um, you know, I didn't want to see Big Cass on my TV, um, and I don't know if his firing was actually a work or not. Or, or not. We'll actually see by the end of, uh, I guess, end of SmackDown tonight. But, um, you know, I, I, uh, I just. I, like there's just so many better things to do. Like we can finally get a Daniel Bryan Shinsuke match or, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles or Samoa Joe, you know, AJ Styles. I don't even know what brand Samoa Joe's on anymore. Is he still on Raw? She's in SmackDown now. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's Raw. Okay. But I, there's, there's a shit ton of matches we can get needless to say, um, you know, or, you know, hell, I'd even be okay with a, you know, uh, Dean Ambrose, you know, Shinsuke match. That'd be interesting because mm-hmm. they're both crazy. Um, whenever Dean comes back, but, uh, you know, it just, I just want to see these people used right. And 
they gotta find something. They've gotta find something for Roman Reigns, because when if I'm more excited to see John Cena on my televisions, this is the thing. It's like yes, John Cena, lol, 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 lol super Cena, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like John Cena was consistently at least entertaining, even when he was doing that. Yep, exactly. Roman Reigns, I don't want to hate the guy because I know he's just doing his job and he's try- he's fucking trying, obviously, and it's a shit ton of pressure. So I don't like I don't fault him. Like it's it's a shitty situation for him to be in, but he's just not. I just don't think he's entertaining, and I think it's because they just don't let any of his actual personality show through. Mm-hmm. And you know the fact that he's basically the de facto champ of Raw. Um. You know, because he's the only one that's been able to challenge Brock Lesnar how many times? Exactly. You know, um, and you've got arguably your hotter, your hottest wrestler on Raw with the Intercontinental Championship, you know, um, just kind of floundering away fucking against, you know, whoever uh, against fucking a, a mid-card act. You know, I guarantee Seth Rollins doesn't sell mid-card levels of merchandise. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that that was <laughs> you know? the the majority of the people I saw wearing like the architect hats last night or Sunday night. Um, and then, I mean, that was we'll get to our, our merch adventures during the, the big dog and Jinder match. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely like he's he's definitely top of the card type material. So um, the fact that he lost the belt last night, I'm hopeful um, that, you know, now he'll go into that uh, whatever the uh, the universal challenge uh, series that that they were talking about, um, that he'll be in there um, and make a run at there. Um, but then that also could just be more uh, of a gimmick that would prevent him from just actually fucking wrestling. Um, so we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I um, God, they got to get that belt off of Lesnar. Um, so yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about that by the end of the night too, because uh, there was a, a proposition that one of my friends put, um, which is interesting, um, but still leaves us with a, a Brock problem. Um, <clears throat> so not so we can continue beating uh, dead horses. Um, the next was the the women's money in the bank match. Um, okay. It was was curious for me as far as the timing of how they were going to do some of this. So the fact that the women's was so early in the night, um, I, I was happy with, so that we didn't have to wait till like the end of the night for like back to back ladder matches or whatever. Um, but it was it was pretty good. Um, so I, I was happy with this one. Um, you could tell that there was some inexperience with just the the timing of all the interactions yes. with the ladder matches um, because there were at times, and I only noticed this in the women. I didn't, not so much as is in the men's, but there were mm-hmm. definite times where I looked down and there was no one standing up. Um, and so I understand like that when they have all of them in there at first um, and then they do stuff, somebody gets knocked out, blah, blah, blah. And they end up usually have some, some interactions there, but there were, you know, about three or four times where I looked down and there was like nobody, that I could see from our seats that was standing up that was in the match. Um, so there, there were some timing issues that they, they needed to work out. Um, I, I mean, I was like, if this happens, this is my night's made. I can go home early. Like it doesn't really matter. Like I was hoping for a Charlotte moonsault off of the ladder onto something. Um, unfortunately that yeah. never happened. Um, but you know, there were still some, some good moves and some very much, um, uh, HBK Shawn Michaels style uh, ladder match moves. Um, Naomi springboarded from the 
uh, the top side of the ring on the top rope up onto um, the ladder, which was pretty cool. Um, there were um, uh, some interesting uses of the ladder, um, but you know, in in the end, it was uh, for me like it was something where the the timing. Um, was noticeable, but it was still a, a pretty good match. Um, for me, it was interesting with the amount of like how some of them were over. Uh, Ember Moon got a pretty big pop. Um, everybody was kind of cheering her on. Everybody was cheering on Charlotte. Uh, Becky was pretty hot. Um, yep. Lana was surprisingly over. Um, which, Rusev day. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Rusev had a, had a big pop too. And especially with Aiden English being from Chicago, um, there was a, a big, uh, kind of pop for him. Um, Natalia got so much heat when she came out. I don't know if it translated to, to the, the TV. Um, but it was that like, it was a resounding amount of booze for her when her music hit, which is disappointing for me since I love Bret Hart's music and that's the beginning of her music. Um, but it it was just it was interesting to see that and then to see some of the tweets about like anybody but Natalia in this match. Um, so I mean overall it was a great match. I actually didn't watch uh, last year's uh, first women's Money in the Bank match um, to even though I know it was kind of like a botched ending. Um, but you know as far as they they keep adding the women into these uh, alternative big uh, tentpole style events. Um, so I'm interested to see how that goes. But overall it was I was happy with it for what I was expecting um, and it wasn't you know a complete shit show like it could have been. They did a really good job of, I will say this, the credit, how I feel, I'm not sure how I feel about the pay-per-view overall. Um, but I will say that they did a very good job with the two money in the bank ladder match. Well, with the women's money in the bank that anybody that was in that could have won. that. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and it wouldn't have felt unearned or undeserved. Um, granted they went with Alexa, uh, Mostly, I think that was just so they could figure out a way to put the. Uh, they're using what I've noticed is they're using Alexa uh, very similarly to the way that they used Edge back in the late aughts. Okay. Um, to sort of juggle the title around to get it from one person to another without making the other person look weak. Um. So she's sort of like working as this like weird in the process, like she's becoming like really decorated because um, she's like now a five time women's champ or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I still want to see her versus Braun Strowman, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, that's who we should cash in on. So, um, you know, I would like to see. um and that's kind of what she's using, and that's kind of how they originally started using Money in the Bank was to put the title on somebody for a little bit and then to sort of transition out into someone else to sort of let them start another feud. Um, and they're sort of using – using um, that's back in, I think, 08 or 06. The time frame that I'm thinking of is where Edge really designed and came up with the rated R superstar yeah. uh, gimmick um, is when he basically started really cashing it. Like, he, like he won like Money in the Bank like three or four times, like within a relatively close uh, span of time together. Um, yeah, that had to be it because he was retired by 2011 because he retired that WrestleMania because <laughs> apparently he fucked up his neck. Um, 
Who would have thought taking spears off of ladders? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I landed on my head, coach. Did I do a good job? No, Bobby, get back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so the they're kind of using her in that same way, um, which is fine because I like Alexa for some strange reason um, because she really does like that annoying bratty kind of um, arrogance. Well, and um, I think it works out because you want to see her just get the shit kicked out of her. Yep. Um, and they're kind of using her like that and, you know, going in, I guess, spoilers for later um, where she cashes in. They did that to basically, I guess they really want to milk Ronda versus Naya. Um, and like I couldn't, and we'll, yeah, we'll touch on that, but I couldn't see them giving Nia or Nia, Ronda the belt last night. Um, obviously in the first match with everybody kind of complaining that she's so over so fast, um, or they're put, they're pushing her so hard so fast. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree that it's something where they can use, uh, Alexa as an intermediary to be able to move and have, um, kind of like a delivery vehicle for some of the other ones without having to make her be a, overwhelmingly uh kind of validated champ where it, it's quote, mm-hmm. you know like the fighting champ type thing so yeah so yeah. that makes sense yeah and then i guess we had what and then after that um god becky really needed to win that though um I the mean, direction there's what i what i've read is uh, from some of the other the writers that i uh i follow um i mean that's what they were saying like she, based on like crowd reaction like becky was the one that, that they're not paying attention to and should have won yeah um i mean because they've got like a lot of they've got so many talented women wrestlers and they're i mean that i'm excited to watch like anytime you you know you put sasha banks in front of me or, or Becky, or Charlotte, or Asuka, or Ember Moon, or you know, um, I'll watch Alexa. I'll watch Alexa Bliss cut a promo, unless it's that god awful fucking "This Is Your Life" promo she did with fucking Bailey. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> never fucking again. <laughs> um, never forget. So, um, yeah, like you put these people in front, like front of me, and then you fucking add Ronda Rousey to the mix and. Which I don't know how to feel about yet. Uh, but, and then, you know, The Rock's cousin. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm invested and I just want to see them go places. And it's like they're all kind of floundering. Um, and there's no direction for a lot of these. Yeah, lot of it these seems wrestlers. like they're, they have uh, a good problem to have, which is they have a glut of, you know, high level talent that they haven't had before for. Mm-hmm to have to manage at the same time as a lot of the other uh, scenarios. Um, so I, I agree that it's, uh, it's kind of, it sucks to watch some of the, the, them get stuck somewhere. Um, but I'm interested to see mm-hmm. where they go with it just because they, they do have such a decent amount of talent there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, unlike I would say, unlike the next match, which had to have been the big dog versus gender. Yep. Um, so as I mentioned, we had aisle seats, um, and Macho Man sitting next to us. Um, so, uh, Macho Man and his wife, uh, I mean, we'll just call her Elizabeth. Um, so, uh, (laughs) every other match up to this point and maybe, well, maybe about after every match, um, they went out to get beers. Um, so sitting next to us, we had to stand up and get out. Um, and then there were other people in our row that, 
every other match we're getting up, going to get beers coming out of our end of the row. We're on the aisle. It's understandable. It was kind of annoying, but it was basically, um, you know, we were uh, kneeling up and down more than, you know, in a Catholic church service. Um, so, so that's one thing. Um, and then the, I tweeted this out during the event, but I really think Allstate Arena hasn't really capitalized on the optimum fan experience because I think they could probably put put 30 or 40 more vendors into the aisle selling beer during the event that's going on um, so that no one ever has to, you know, move, but also can't <laughs> see shit either. Um, because we, I was standing up just to look around the beer guy 30% of the night. Um, and then the guys behind us were getting a little bit more belligerent as far as saying like, get the fuck out of the way, move. Like nobody <laughs> wants your stuff. Like, or they were just mocking them where it was like, literally the guy walked down, walk back up, walk down, walk back up. And, and that was during the AJ Shinsuke match. And it's just like, dude, we're, we don't want to buy your beer. We want to see the match. Like get the fuck out of here. Um, <laughs> and so it was, it was so annoying where just like we, between everybody like in and out understandable to go get beer um but if they just sat still then it would have made sense for the beer guys to be there but you know the beer guys weren't there when they needed them so they were going to get beer and then beer guys were walking up and nobody wanted beer um so it was just a clusterfuck so it was like okay i don't really want to watch this match i don't want to waste time um let's hit the bathroom let's go see what else if we can get something else to eat um and then check out the merch um so we once we knew that the Roman match was, was going to be next, uh, we, we went ahead and walked out to the concourse, um, made the way around the concourse, checked out some of the merch. The merch was underwhelming. Um, they had a couple of, of unique, uh, shirts for the event. Um, they had a Chicago specific one for the Usos with the Chicago city flag on the back. I would have gotten that one, except it's the same exact shirt that I already have for the Usos down since day one ish shirt. Um, it just had some different coloring on it. Um, but everything else was just meh. So we didn't really do anything, but that was where we were like, okay, like maybe they have different merch all the way around. Do you want to walk around to the rest of them and check it out? It was like, well, I don't want to go watch the pile of shit that's in the ring now. Um, so yeah, let's do that. Um, so then we did that. Uh, Amanda got some dip and dots and she discovered that I've never had dip and dots before. Um, because it said it's the ice cream of the future. And I thought the ice cream of today was perfectly fine. Um, so I, I've never tried it. Um, so that, that was interesting. That was uh, a new, um, uh, yeah, that, that was a, a new treatment or a new treat for me. Um, so I, I may keep an eye out for that. Um, but the one thing that was funny was <clears throat> as we were walking around, and as we were uh, kind of catching some of the sounds coming out of the kind of the portals to get to the seats when they would open the curtains and close them every so often, um, we were hearing I was hearing the chants that were going on during the match. Um, now, I don't know how many of those came through the TV, um, but there was a full um, Kevin Durant, you the real MVP style moment of um, somebody on Twitter. Uh, captured all of the chants that were going on during this match and posted them up. Um, so during the match, these are all the chants that were going on pretty resoundingly throughout the arena. Um, yep. CM Punk, number one. Number two, boring. Number three, NXT. <laughs> number four, Rusev Day. Uh, number five was This Is Awful. Um, number six, Johnny wrestling. Um, oh somebody had a beach ball. Um, number seven was asshole. 
number eight was a basically like a uh, kind of school pep rally style of let's go Cena versus Cena sucks. I did. Yeah, that one came across. That was fucking hilarious. I, I didn't know if that's what it was. So that was one where I was like, let me just step up. Like we were on the complete opposite side of the arena from where our seats were. But I was like, I just want to step up here to see if this is what I'm actually hearing. And it was. And I just I almost was crying in laughter. Um, there was also a wave. Yep, uh, we'll get to that. Um, there was uh, delete, delete, delete. Um, another beach ball. Um, then somebody, ch- then uh, asshole again as a chant. Um, then they were chanting about the beach balls by say- chanting "Let's go beach balls." Um, <laughs> then there was that was when the, the wave was after the "Let's go beach balls" chant. Then there was one that was everyone's just bored, so they just started with a fuck you chant, um, uh, which turned into this match sucks, um, which then turned into end this match, (laughs) which then turned into Y2J (laughs) and ended in Velveteen um, for the Velveteen Dream from NXT. So that is... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen different chants that were all mocking and derisive of the what was going on in the ring at at the time. Um, I know Roman Reigns won. Um, I didn't even bother to read the the recap. Um, I mean, hopefully they're they're moving on to something else. But again, this was just one where again everybody in the ring like if you were allowed to like go outside and go for a smoke, like that's where like, I'm, I don't know yep. what it looked like on TV, but I, there were a lot of people out in the, um, in the concourse with us. So. No, it was actually really exciting because, uh, over the, we've talked about the women and the amount of talent that they've had. Um, but just a few years ago, the, the pee break matches or smoke break matches used to be the women's matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, now you can just say if, it's usually the Roman Reigns match. Roman's Reign match. Roman Reigns' match. Yes. Uh, provided he's not in the main event. Yep. Like, um, and even the main events, like, people just leave. <laughs> like, oh, it's Roman Reigns. I'm going to jump in the car and beat the traffic. Um, yeah, so, I mean, that was – it was one where everybody was kind of like, meh, after that. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, going from there, which was – not like underwhelming, but was like digging down subterraneanly underwhelming. Um, and then uh, from there going into the SmackDown Women's Championship, which Amanda was psyched for because she wanted to, to see Asuka. Um, I didn't have high hopes for this match because it ended pretty <laughs> much exactly how I expected it to. Um, some of the people behind us were talking about some of the stuff they, they had read. Um, uh read the dirt sheets and said Ellsworth was going to be there and everything. Um, but like, I figured this was going to, this wasn't going to end clean in any way. Um, <laughs> just because there's like, there's no way as a straight up like wrestling match, um, that like Oscar is going to fall to Carmella. Um, and so where it was just like the match was going on for long enough. And then like, I, he must've like snuck out there when they had some of the, the dark, um, uh, when they turned the lights off and like ran one of the promos or whatever. Cause like, it was just like, he, like I didn't even see him walking up until he was like up on the ring. So I haven't gone back and watched it yet, but I, I want to, um, <clears throat> just to kind of see where he came from. Um, but yeah, I mean, just, it was very similar to the, um, 
to the the Sammy Bobby match where you know Carmella's just running around not doing anything. Um, Oscar's actually wrestling and much basically beating her ass and everything. And then Ellsworth stands on the apron and then, you know, distracts her and she princess kicks her. And then that's all that it was. Um, and so like, it was something where like, I knew it wasn't going to end clean. Um, and I, again, don't really care for the story. Um, and this is something where I think they're doing a disservice to, um, the SmackDown women's belt by having Carmella have it just because if all they're going to do is unlike Alexa, um, I I mean, they've shown that Alexa can wrestle when she has the belt, but like in what they're doing now with Carmella, she's not actually wrestling to do anything. It's just basically, um, the way she's had it so far, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt, but the way she's had it so far is like, she's on screen, but she's wrestling just as much as Brock Lesnar is. And he's not on screen. Um, yeah, no. It, and so I, I don't know how long they're going to have her have this. So it's obvious. Um, it's really, I think it's obvious that she's probably going to lose that belt. I think what SummerSlam's in August. Yeah. SummerSlam's always the last weekend in August. Yeah. So, um, She's losing that belt, if not right before uh, SummerSlam. Uh, during SummerSlam, it's going to be uh, like she cannot have that belt for much longer, um, simply because uh, she um, because they've got Charlotte and Oscar, which they're trying to they're trying to not let those two interact. Um, they've done a huge disservice to Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even in a, and they're kind of doing a disservice to Camilla. The reason that they don't have her wrestle is because she probably can't. Um, and that's one of the things is that they'll they'll throw the belt on you if you can talk. Yeah. But uh, if you know if you're not wrestling, you know if you can't wrestle, they'll throw the belt on you and you just won't wrestle. Um, you know, and they'll tr- they try and hide it instead of just giving the women's the women managers like the reason they brought Ellsworth back is because they're probably going to have the belt on her for X amount of time realize that she could only really get over when she had Ellsworth mm-hmm. uh, which was more as a testament to that no chin son of a bitch than yeah <laughs> than to her which yeah, is, exactly you know, you know um which I think they should give honestly I think they should give more of the women valets I think um, I think it, I would think it'd work well for fuck's sake. I mean, Oscar needs one like, you know, especially if they're going to do her the way that they are, she needs somebody to actually vent in English her frustration. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, can you imagine, um, uh, I mean, not verbatim, but something like the key and peel, um, like Luther, the anger translator from Obama, where they just had somebody like, where like she would go to open her mouth every time. And like whoever her translator would be, would just stop her and then just like go ape shit. And she would just be like either super calm or like, like, like visually convey that. Um, just because like that would, that would be a really good, good gimmick and it would have somebody else that they could either do in mixed matches with, or like, because there are all the other like female stables, um, that it would give her the ability to now do something against like absolution or some bullshit.
Yeah. Like, I just, uh, you know, I I wish better for her. I was actually surprised to see Ellsworth. I didn't read any other dirt sheets or anything going into it. Um, but I pretty, I was kind of hoping it would be Kari Zane or um, somebody she had a little bit of history with. Mm-hmm. But I saw the little, I saw the little meaty arms. And I'm like, oh, that's a dude. It's probably Ellsworth. Yeah. And then, like, there wasn't much to it. And, um... I just kind of, you know, I wanted a little bit more out of that match. Um, but it's because they can't have Charlotte. They can't They can't burn Charlotte and Asuka. They can't have, they, they're trying, it's, they're trying not to do what they did with Charlotte and Sasha, which was Charlotte and Sasha all the time on all the channels at all the hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I can see that, but it's kind of a pain in the ass where, you know, he can use some other wrestlers like, you know, I mean, I don't know. But I think it's also one where in that instance, it, it could be something where you've got the and the way they're playing it. It looks like they may be going there out where um, it's Charlotte Viasca, but it's the friendly competitors. Um, not, mm-hmm. not so much as, you know, quote unquote friends, but they'll, they'll have some matches where they'll operate well as a tag match against somebody else. Um, or they may end up going in and saving each other. Um, something like that, just with the way they build it up. Um, and so you, you can still end up having them be the, their it's, that's the rivalry going on. Um, but it's not just them wrestling each other every week and, you know, the, something needs to happen. So it could be something where, you know, it, it's a slow build uh, between them. So that would be interesting. Yeah, I am. Um, I just, I'd, I'd like to see a little, a little more um, of them. I really would love to see them let Oscar just crush local jobbers until they find something to do with her. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't of... make sense to build her up and then just have her come in and now like Charlotte, knocks her down and then now she's just like sliding back down like it doesn't make sense to the based on the way they build it up um so like i don't know like what it was as far as like her debut and run on raw and then switching over to to challenge charlotte and then now being on smackdown like what is like what does that mean um so it's i i think again we go back to the concept of we're talking about creative team here. Um, so it, there may be too much credit there, but agreed. I'd like to see them do a little bit more with her. Um, if she can just stop using the running butt bomb as her, one of her key uh, uh, momentum shifters, since that's, that's my only knock on her. Um, so moving on to the WWE championship match. Uh, this was one that I was really excited for too, since it's a super unconventional match and not one that I've ever seen in person. Um, but this is uh, the last man standing match between AJ styles and Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, so the winner is whoever is still standing when the other man can answer the 10 count of the referee, um, which obviously we all know, can be like a 30 count can be like a 10 count after like 40 seconds of the guy already being down. Um, since that happened multiple times in the match, um, like Amanda's asking me, why isn't he counting? I'm like, because it match isn't supposed to be over yet. Um, <laughs> uh, so I mean, like it was, it was a good like half hour match. I think it may have even been pushed like 35 ish minutes. Um, and so there were some slow spots, but when you have a match like this, where they're legitimately just beating the piss out of each other for the whole time, um, I was I was pretty happy with it. Um, there were a couple uh, rough uh, 
Kinshasa's that, that Styles took. Um, you know, they were uh, just as uh, it was like legitimately Amanda's like, well, nobody's really used the announce tables yet. I was like, well, they're probably saving them for the men's uh, ladder match so that they can throw people through them. And they don't have to rebuild them or worry about it. And it was like 10 seconds later, like Shinsuke, like, throws AJ out of the ring, takes him over there and fucks up the announce tables. Um, so, so that was good. Um, <laughs> I mean, it was good back and forth. Uh, like early on, you could see like AJ counter, like Nakamura's low blower, like he missed it. Um, and then I was like, he's going to hit it eventually. Um, but then eventually it was, it was nice to see uh, AJ get a, a nice running low blow against uh, um, Nakamura to kick him on the outside. Um, and then it was something where, something a move I had complained about before um as being somewhat innocuous. Um but to see the styles clash off of half of the steps onto the concrete was just insane. And when he hit that, the place just blew the roof off. Um I don't know if that pop came through on TV. Um but to actually have him set up the Styles Clash and hit it from the stairs from basically the the lower half of the stairs since the top half was gone um straight onto the floor was nuts and that was like yeah like AJ's winning this match no matter what happens like he may it may be questionable but after he hit that like AJ's winning this match um and then it went back and forth for a little bit um and then AJ hit a phenomenal forearm sending them both through the announce table from inside the ring. Um, and uh, it was like it, Nakamura was just like done and AJ like stood up and, uh, and that was one of the ones where it was, um, a, a, it was a nice build because they, as the refs counting to 10, like you could tell everybody was like, yeah, this is, this is going to be over. Um, and then once I got to 10 and AJ was still standing, then it was, it was a pretty, uh, pretty big pop there too. Um, but to see that styles clash get hit like from the, um, stairs to the floor and then like all of the chance of like this is awesome uh uh holy shit and stuff like that like it was that was a like some spine tingling stuff just based on the like the response the crowd had uh to to what was going on well i uh i marked out at home uh, if that counts for anything um when he when he did that because like oh shit um but yeah i will say that the big dog match and Carmella Asuka kind of really drained at home, kind of really drained my energy going into the championship match. And then we had Ronda Rousey, uh, Ronda Rousey and Nia Jax mm-hmm. into the into the latter match, if I remember correctly. Yep. I, what do I feel like there was a tag match on the card? The I mean, that was the um, pre-show. That was the pre-show. Um, that was Bludgeon Brothers versus uh, Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. Also, they really just need to put those. They need to mush all those people back together. The Bullet Club. We we just they just need to do it. Like Gallows and Anderson are directionless. Like they're just losing to the fucking Bludgeon Brothers nonstop. And then you've got AJ. AJ could use the fucking help. It'd be it'd be a nice little change up. You know, if Shinsuke can find someone to go beat people up for him, um, I don't know what he drafts Funaki. Yeah, that would be interesting. <laughs> uh, Smack, oh, that'd be SmackDown's number one announcer, Funaki. Um, but uh, yeah, like the 
the in champion the WWE Championship match was pretty good. Um, it was enjoyable. It's just a pain in the ass that it took them to have four matches at like three or four different pay per views. Yep, I mean that was the biggest have a, I've seen. A, to have a four and a half star match, like you know it. I liked, uh, like, I like Shinsuke. I always mark for his entrance. I, I like AJ Styles' personal, you know, beliefs notwithstanding. But um, uh, he's a heck of an in-ring entertainer, and, um, you know, I uh, always like to see him wrestle, and because it's a treat. It's like he's he's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um. And so seeing the two of them, you know, actually have some time to go, which was nice. Um, I just don't know. How how does Shinsuke challenge for the title again? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's kind of the point now where he's going to be – he's going to be stuck in the mid card for a while. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where they go with him. Uh, But I think it's not anything that he's going to – you know, be pushing for the the title uh, anytime soon. Yeah, I hope they paid him a shit ton of fucking money. Um. So yeah, so to leave New Japan. Yeah, exactly. So I, I mean, they've got to do something with him. Um, but I don't know uh, when they're going to be able to to do anything with him that doesn't seem like out of place. So uh, I mean, we're recording now as SmackDown's going on. Um, so I don't know what they're doing with him. Um, so we'll we'll see. Actually, it's about to wrap up, I believe. Um, but uh, we'll uh, we'll see where they go from there. Um, but based on you know AJ coming out of this match on top, um, where uh with him being the the cover athlete for 2k19 um i mean i I think all of that shows kind of like where he's going to be the one that they're looking to bank on uh you know with that title for the next year while they figure out how to back themselves out of the the fucking brock lesnar corner um so uh (laughs) i'm glad i've come around on aj uh the match was what I uh, expected. So I'm happy. Um, and, uh, or what I was hoping for, I should say not expected. Um, and so, uh, uh, it, it, it turned out well for the night. Um, now the next one being the, the raw women's championship, um, with Rhonda, uh, being uh, super, super over, um, or I should say being super, super pushed, um, with many people being, uh, questionable i mean there were a lot of good like rowdy shirts um uh, and just a lot of her merch was there um so it's interesting to see when uh like she came out that it was she got a pretty big pop um naya got a pretty decent pop as well which was which was uh, unexpected um amanda and i both are, are fans of naya um but uh i expected you know a lot of the the ronda stuff to be there so that was good um the match went well. Like, I mean, I, I thought it went, you know, good back and forth. Um, and then it was, you know, uh, Naya showed like a lot of the, the raw strength early on and a lot of the Samoan drops and everything. Um, and then, you know, Rhonda was fighting back and then eventually she, you know, hulked out and, and went into the full uh, UFC mode. Um, only to then have, uh, Alexa come from, uh, I believe under the ring with the briefcase uh, to, you know, smack her, disqualify Naya, um, <laughs> then beat up Naya more uh, and then cash in and, you know, just hit twisted bliss off the top rope and, and win the belt. Um, but like, I mean, there's not really much to the Naya Alexa match since 
that was just you know a, a pretty quick and, and cheap cash in. Um, but I mean, I I thought that the the Ronda Naya part went well. Um, it you know they seemed to kind of go both ways, um, and uh, uh, I, I thought very similar to the. I mean, I hate to say it since I you know just shitting on him for the a problem, but uh, very similar to the Survivor Series uh, AJ Brock match um, where they sold it as something that was believable in a wrestling match that, you know, the two people that were very different in stature that generally wouldn't be something that they would be able to um, sell a close fight as a realistic opportunity. Um, they did well in this. And so I thought it was something where if they keep playing that up, um, I'll, uh, I, it's not something I would, I, would be adverse to seeing for the rest of the the year. Yeah, no, I. Yeah, no, I I thought that match was actually pretty enjoyable. Uh, the cash in was nice. I mean, maybe maybe a little predictable, but I thought I didn't. Honestly, I didn't see the cash in coming. Um, I thought Ronda was just going to actually win. Um, but it was a nice little twist. Um, and. You know, I I wasn't disappointed. Um, it wasn't by far the worst match. Of the, it was pretty good. Um, it definitely did feel watching at home. It really did feel like Nia Jax was like outclass. Um, I don't know if that translated in person, but like it real like Nia has a lot of like wrestling weaknesses. Um, and. It sucks. I mean, I would. God, I'd hate to be. I'd hate to work for the WWE, being like de- developed only by them, uh, because I'd hate to actually develop my craft in front of millions of people mm. on live television. That would be so critical of what the fuck I'm doing. I mean, I mean, you know, it's like you imagine you're bagging groceries and somebody's fucking shitting on how you fucking put the stuff in the bag. You didn't build the outside walls of the bag fast enough. Oh, fuck me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, um, you know, it, a lot of her weaknesses really showed in that match, too. Um, I would like more from Ronda Rousey. Um, I don't get I somebody was trying to ask why she was there. Um, I was watching with a with a friend and they were. Like asked me like why is Ronda Rousey here and I'm like well it's because she lost in UFC well couldn't she make more money in UFC I'm like well she lost twice back to back UFC you don't you lose again you know she was trying to market on it but I would like a a, a better explanation um, of that uh, of her being there because mm-hmm. she's been here you know for almost four or five months we've seen her wrestle twice yeah exactly and. You know why is she here? Um, I mean, and that's you know, kind of counter the challenge to, to what they did last night, where she went crazy and you know beat the shit out of everybody, including referees, and now she's suspended for thirty days. Mm-hmm. So, like, that doesn't really help. Where everybody was saying that like she got pushed too fast, and she was you know this title shot so early that she hasn't really wrestled. So now she lost and now you're taking her off TV for a month. Like that doesn't make sense. Um, and so, I, I mean, unless it's some other like back end timing issue um, or contractual something else um, like it, it doesn't again, like let's see more of her. Let's see more of the character and storyline get worked out as opposed to just saying like, 
oh, it's Ronda Rousey, and that's pretty much it. That's what they're banking off of is basically just her name um, because they're basically trying the Brock Lesnar thing yep. with her. Um, that just, they're not. Yeah, so you have the Brock Lesnar. Um, you have the block. The blah, 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 blah. You have the Brock Lesnar experiment in three different stages. You have full Brock Lesnar. Then you have the Ronda Rousey version of the Brock Lesnar experience. And then you have the Bobby Lashley experience version of the Brock Lesnar experience. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, Bobby must not have done very well at UF <laughs> in uh, MMA because his contract switch over uh, did not get him out of fucking every show appearances, yep. uh, unfortunately. Uh, and I got my little headband on and everything. My name's Bobby Lashley. But, um, yeah, so they're basically trying to use the MMA as credence to pro wrestling, which is fine or whatever. But we're just seeing it in different, uh, different versions here. Um, so, I mean, it's, I guess it's fine. They don't have a belt on her. She's kind of an attraction, you know, um, we'll get more of that character once the mystique in shine wears off around Rousey. Um, because I think it's there because she's willing to try. Um, just don't give her a mic. Give her where, 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 I was like, so like, where's Paul Heyman? Give her somebody yeah. as a mouthpiece. You know, maybe not Paul Heyman, but I mean, based on fuck's sake, put her with the, based on like what she was talking about, like after the match last night, um, as far as like when she, once she was back in the, the locker room and they were talking like, I mean, she had she cut a pretty good promo, like as she was leaving the arena, um, which was much better than like all like what they let her do in the ring so far. Um, so I don't know if it's if it's a, a matter of like talking while she's in front of the crowd versus just, you know, backstage. Um, but I mean, there's definitely like a lot of rough spots, but like, it's something where she can, she can definitely do a lot. Uh, she has a lot of room to improvement, but it also shows that she can do that too. So uh, I'm interested yep. to see where it goes. Yeah, no, I'm not disappointed with her. I've enjoyed her, um, so far in the WWE. Um, so I guess that what leaves the, the, the ladder match. Yeah. The men's the... ladder match, um, of, uh, Finn, Kevin, Bobby, Braun, The Miz, uh, Samoa Joe, Rusev, and one of The New Day. Um, so on our search for the uh, merch, merch during um, uh, the match, which will not be named, um, we uh, I, I was mainly, uh, Amanda was looking for a Nia shirt, um, and I wanted one of the orange Pancake Power New Day shirts. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, we both left empty-handed, but uh, thankfully we were able to order from WWE Shop in the car on the way home at uh, ridiculously discounted prices, so that was good. Um, I This time, I did remember my New Day unicorn horn, um, but uh, because this was the end of the night, um, on our way out to Rosemont in the car, the thermometer registered 100 um on the uh the heads up display um and it was definitely that hot out outside um so by the end of the night even inside with air conditioning on it was pushing a good like 85 inside the arena um so i didn't want to wear uh my unicorn horn and have it be just sloppy sweaty and messy so um that's another one that we'll we'll save it for uh for a, an event where everyone's not dripping in sweat by the end of the night um <laughs> But this was one I, w- I was very excited for. Um, 
it was it played out how I thought it would, um, but that's not necessarily how I need how I thought it needed to play out. Um, so uh, it was basically like all night long. They had um, Kevin Owens trying to get everybody to you know work against uh, a Braun, um, cutting some promos in the back and, and stuff like that. Um, I mean that's pretty much how it went. Where early on, like they tagged, they teamed up on him um, and you know buried him under a pile of ladders, um, which was just you know hilarious to watch um, and like a good setup for later in the match. Um, and then like, even then, like they started doing that. And then the Miz was like, Oh, okay. Everybody's doing that. I'm going to run up and try to get it. And then that's when <laughs> everybody came back and like, that's when the actual match started. Um, they had some good spots. Uh, I mean, you could tell these guys were a lot more comfortable with it. Um, less awkward timing issues than in the, the women's match by far. Um, there weren't many issues of, you know, I look, I, I don't recall in the men's match of looking down and like not seeing anybody standing up at all. Um, so that was, that was a plus. Um, the, but then it was like the only spot they missed was like, uh, um, I think it was Finn went back to grab a, a ladder um, and he was pulling and then it didn't move. And then like Braun stood up and like he was holding on to the other end of it. Like, I, I think that they missed an opportunity for Braun to just like stand up and like blow off all of the, the pile of ladders that was on top of him. Um, the only thing I think that could have been like a liability issue because with the ridiculous amount of like strength that he has, like those ladders could have went flying. So you could have had somebody in the audience get hit. So I understand why they didn't do it, but I think they missed an opportunity for him to just be uh, even more on than he was um but then like when he was coming back to the ring like uh, uh bobby and uh and uh finn had a um had one that they were going to try to like bridge him and like like hit him down and so he came back and like ran through it and just cut it right in half which was hilarious um and the crowd went nuts for that one um and th- there was some other stuff but then like i was super happy that uh driving out i i was i told amanda i i hoped kinks or kofi um was the one of the ones from the new day to to make it and so when they came out um they uh they said it was kofi uh which was good um for me cuz that's what i was hoping for um and he kind of he he put on a couple big spots uh, i was you know hoping that he that he was going to win i didn't think he was um but he was kind of like my underdog pick um and so like near the end of it, my favorite part was, and I was holding out hope where I was, ho- I was hoping that he was still going to do it um, near the end where it was uh, Finn and uh, Braun climbing up the ladder to get to the top um, near, yep. near the top. Kofi springs boards from the apron off the top rope onto Braun's back while Braun is still on the ladder. Like Braun doesn't even flinch um, and <laughs> get to the top of the ladder. Like, it, the briefcase is just within reach of Kofi. Um, and then like, uh, Braun is hitting Finn, knocks Finn off, and then Braun, like, shakes off Kofi, hits him, and, like, throws him to the ground, and then Braun just climbs up and and takes the briefcase. Um, I expected Braun to win. Um, I was... I, I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't think he needs that. Um, but I I think that the gimmick that they have there going um, is a good potential for, to you know, finally get the belt away from Lesnar. Um, Lesnar has to show up to do that with this gimmick, though. Um... (laughs) Unless they go back to like the old Attitude Era Steve Austin type stuff, where like Braun goes to Lesnar's house and does something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He just sits there. He uh, like he's like he's just sitting. Like the camera cuts in, and he's sitting at the he's sitting at their coffee table at their uh, at their little like entertaining table that they have. He's sitting there with Sable, drinking some some Coors Light, and he's like, "Oh, Brock, you're home." Yeah, like Brock's in his fucking little farm jacket. 
And uh, he's like, ah, you know, I was outside throwing tractors. He's like, I'm here for my money in the bank, my etch. Yep. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was so disappointed that Braun Strowman won. Um, I looked at my buddy and I said, I am fine with seven out of the eight people in this match winning this. Um, with that one being brought because he didn't need it. Yep. Um, you know, you've got to, you've got to get that title off of Brock Lesnar. So you're either going to dump it on Roman and none of these, the way that you've booked Brock Lesnar and the way you've booked Braun Strowman, which I would like to remind you, Kaliso has a victory over, um, in a dumpster match. Um, boy, that was some quality t- TV. Um, you've kind of they've kind of booked themselves into a corner with those two. Um, so it just makes sense that Brock that Braun Strowman is going to take the title off of Brock Lesnar at some point, or he's going to be involved in that mix. Yep. Right. Um, does he need money in the bank for that? Because, no, because it doesn't fit his character. Now, what you can do is you can literally sit there. You're, you have a very interesting booking opportunity here, something akin to the booking of Goldberg, where you have a babyface monster chasing the title off of a heel. Yep. Um, which is something which you don't get often. You, you just don't. Um, and you could have that heel. I think it'd be fucking hilarious. Um, you know, I'm, I mean, it's very rare that you have the baby face monster. Like, I mean, that yeah. it's, it's usually, I mean, not, I mean, I would say like taker was one at times. Um, you know, Goldberg in the, in WCW when he was still there on his thing. Um, but I mean, you, as somebody like as ridiculous, uh, and, kind of superhuman as Braun is portrayed to be and how I'm, I don't know the right, like how willingly over he is by every, mm-hmm. every member of the crowd um, is something where it's a unique situation that I, I hope they don't botch. Yeah. Um, you know, I, as I said, I was, I would, they've got to put a title on Kofi. Um, they've got to just give him one of them. I think, uh, he would be hilarious with a new day, uh, just the vignettes of that. Um, they could even give them a slight heel heel turn. Mm-hmm. They'd still be over, um, because they'd still be just as goofy and just as stupid, um, but a little bit more conniving. Where you know they send Xavier they send Xavier Woods out to go get the crap beat out of him all the fucking time, and you know he like he thinks he can fucking do it like. You know, it would. They've got to put. They've got to put a title on one of those guys. Um, it should be Kofi because Kofi's been a fantastic wrestler for so long, um, and so entertaining. And they obviously trust Kofi with a lot of a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, just because of the Royal Rumble spots and all that. And I mean, he is a decorated champion on top of it too. So it's like, you know, he just needs one of those big titles. Where I think he would be, I think he'd be believable. You know, he was kind of in a feud with Randy Orton, and Randy Orton buried him, and that was pretty much it. Kofi, dude, Kofi's always, Kofi's been hot for years. There are so many people that I've talked to that are always really impressed with Kofi, and 
I know would be I people would be excited to tune into that product just because it's so different. Um, and Kofi with Money in the Bank would have been hilarious with the New Day. Um, you know, because you would have the vignettes of people trying to trade them fucking pancakes for it. Yep. Or or that kind of shit. And and um, you know, I Kofi would have been fine. Finn could have desperately used it. Yeah, I mean, for you, um, like, I mean, the opposite for me. There was only one person in this that didn't make sense for me to to even a be there or or c win it. I guess that's b um, win it, um, and that was Bobby Roode. But like the rest of them, I could see like any of them uh, winning <laughs> it. And so it was just like Bobby was just like cannon fodder um, at, yep. at some point um, as far as booking wise. Like I, I like him, but just in this match, it just made no sense. Um, but uh, glorious. Yeah, I mean, I like his I like his intro um, and mm-hmm. sparkly robes. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. the I mean, I could legitimately saw like anyone except him winning. Um, and that's why I was saying like I I anticipated uh, Braun winning it, but I was hoping they didn't just for yeah. exactly what you're saying, where they didn't he didn't really need it. But I was happy to see him yeah. like, destroy everyone and just the ridiculous, you know, the the ridiculous monster that he is to just go out and like and beat the shit out of people. Um, mm-hmm. Miz had a couple good spots. Rusev had a couple good spots. I'm not a Samoa Joe fan, but he's like he he's pretty over. Like he's under the radar over, and so like he had a he had a very big uh, entrance. Um, a ton of people did like his Joe so, like uh, the hang ten salute thing. Um, uh, I mean, Rusev is just ridiculous. Um, as I said before, Aiden English is from Chicago. Um, so he came out with a, uh, um, a very Chicago-fied uh, uh, wardrobe uh, with a Chicago flag uh, spray-painted on his, his jacket and everything um, and did a, a, a pretty decent rap uh, from uh, my not so very deep into the into rap uh ear um but it it was pretty good um and so i, I mean just the combination of just rusev day being in a ridiculous over uh and very well accepted gimmick and then aiden english being local um i i think went well um and yeah i agree like i i there were some people that like were um uh I think when the when New Day was coming out, um, like everybody was like saying, like there were a couple people around us that were like, "Are are you guys idiots? Like Chicago, are you stupid? Like how can you cheer these guys on?" But it's just like they're it's just a ridiculously fun gimmick. Like you can tell they like each other. You can tell they have fun <laughs> doing it. Like the vignettes are just ridiculous. Like okay, yeah, they're just putting pancakes everywhere, but that's the thing. They're just putting pancakes everywhere. Like, they're not taking themselves too serious as opposed to, like, every other gimmick where Bobby Lashley is saying, like, okay, don't tell Roman Reigns he can't beat Roman Reigns. Don't tell Roman Reigns he can't beat Roman Reigns. And, like, that's what he's doing in his head, whereas these guys are just natural performers, and they don't give a shit, and they can just go out and cut any promo they want, and it doesn't matter because it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and, now, it's, it's, uh, don't tell Roman Reigns he can't beat Roman Reigns. Where's my headband? I hope I don't lose it this day. Yeah. <laughs> See, this time. Don't tell <laughs> That's what he's thinking about. I wonder if I should change the color of that headband. Roman Reigns, you don't have what it takes to beat Roman Reigns. Oh, no! <laughs> So, I mean, like, I agree that, uh, that it would be awesome to see a title belt on one of the New Day. Um, and, uh, like, I think it would be something where if that's not the tag belt, it would be better. Um, 
just yeah. based on them being uh, previous tag champs. Um, so I'm, I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, and hopefully that they can get a, a good push there. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else out of there. I, I mean, I'm hoping, um, one of my, my buddies from, uh, from back home, um, he was saying, uh, he mentioned to his brother, uh, that Braun should cash in against AJ. Um, which that would be, I, I think, again, based off of what AJ set up against uh, um, uh, Brock at uh, um, Night of Champions, no, Survivor Series, um, since I, it was the match I already mentioned, um, it made it believable. I think they could they could have a very good match there, um, but that still leaves you with the Lesnar problem. Like that would I would want to see the Braun AJ match, but they're still you're you're still not addressing the elephant in the room. Um yep. or the beast in the room. Um and so unless you end up having a separate angle where the there's some legitimacy that comes out of um the whatever thing they're the multi-man matchup that they're they start kickstarted last night on raw um and you've got those guys and maybe that's where seth rollins goes um and somebody comes back uh you know maybe ambrose comes back healthy and jumps right into there um but it's something where i don't Strowman doesn't need the money in the bank thing um i don't want to see them play it up against uh aj just because like he's the biggest like he the most over right now based on being on you know 2k19 all that stuff um but like you still you're just like not addressing what everybody wants you to address and that's just get the fuck get the belt off of lesnar and then send him home yeah and go about our day like it's not something like again if 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 a you know if a kid's being shitty, you put him in timeout. So like you take the belt off Lesnar, like just have it be something where it's something easy. Uh, you know, it's not going to be something where he's not going to work when he shows up anyway. Um, so it's, it, you know, it use that to kind of force that angle. Um, and then have the, the two champions, uh, go at it afterwards. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, what they're going to do. I'm hoping they, they use this to get the build off Lesnar because as we've mentioned, you know, how, how many of the pay-per-views have we covered where it's like, there's no way like Lesnar's walking out with the belt yet. Here we are. Um, so yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's just something where I'm, I'm hoping that goes away, but we'll, we'll see, uh, what it actually does. Yeah. It's weird. I just don't want to see him with that belt anymore. Like I just, so like, the thing with Lesnar is that he should always have been a special attraction. And that's how they should have treated him where it was like, you don't have one of your main eventers that's able to main eventers, not in the, not in the title picture because they're feuding with an upper mid card, have him fight fucking Lesnar. You know, you don't, don't put the fucking title on him. Or it's something where he comes in and he has title shots, but he doesn't give a shit. He just goes and just destroys everything and just walks out because he's like, I don't don't need your belt. Like, what does it mean to me? I can do whatever I want whenever I want. And so, like, that's a much more interesting angle for him than being a champion who never shows up. Like, I mean, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, when a random fourth grader has more raw appearances (laughs) than your universal champion, than your flagship champion, there's a fucking issue there, dude. 
Like he's that that fucking fourth grader said more on TV since WrestleMania than fucking Brock Lesnar. Please listen carefully. <laughs>